If you're a listener of the show or follow my Insta account, then you know I'm a huge fan of what Instagram can do for your business. But I also know that it is tough to keep up, even if you have staff who could hypothetically do it for you. At my clinic, we outsource our marketing with Molly Cahill's team. So unfortunately, her agency is full at the moment, but that doesn't mean you can't work with Molly. She has something called the Holistic Marketing Hub, and it is a hybrid done with you program. And it's a one-stop shop for chiropractors and other health and wellness pros to not only learn how to use Instagram effectively, but also includes a massive content library of copy and paste chiropractic and other health captions. It has everything you need for you and your team to up your marketing game while not spending all your time coming up with new ideas. So what if you want to hire someone though to do your marketing for you? You're going to love this. She created a detailed job description with a training schedule, deliverables, and even sample pay rate. So let's say you have a mom in your practice who loves your clinic and is looking for something she can do from home. This is perfect. You can grab the free job description even if you don't join the Holistic Marketing Hub at mollycahill.com forward slash she slays. If you do decide to join the hub, make sure to use code she slays for $200 off. Hey, She Slays listeners, before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Hey, She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunswick, and today I have uh, a friend of mine on. This is her third time. I think this is what we counted, third time on the podcast, so she'll be getting her blazer in the mail. And so I have Dr. Nona Javid on. And Nona, I mean, I think you're going to really, if you've listened to Nona or followed her much in the past. She's really pivoted her audience and message over the last year or two. Uh, in her words, she's it's a lot more spiritual. <laughs> um, and so today, kind of so funny. So right before we're about to record, I'm like, no, no, what are we talking about? Because she's one of those speakers that you know she's going to deliver. She reached out and said, like, hey, I would love to have a conversation a conversation on the podcast you know, I'm more spiritual this year. And I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah, girl, you, you can come on. And that was the extent of it. So then like, I'm about to press record and I'm like, okay, you got to give me something more to go on than I'm more spiritual now. And so I don't even remember what we, I had kind of gone like, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk about that. No, 
I don't, I don't know what we were going to talk about. Like literally I start this episode with like, so are you optimistic about this new year? And the entire conversation went from there. Um, so this is going to be heart therapy. If you are not a high achiever, I don't know, maybe you'll resonate with me. Maybe you won't. I don't know. But like, it's, it's a good, it's a very, very good episode. So let's see, what kind of updates do I have for you? Uh, just got back from the Remarkable Practice team immersion. So once a year, they have a training that's focused on team. They do another one that's like retention and conversion. Another one that's like marketing, maybe. And then like another one that's a different thing. <laughs> Can you tell I'm, I am not a paid rep for TRP because a paid rep would know what the heck to uh, promote. But anyways, so I went because we don't have a ton of team-focused events in chiropractic right now that you know are worth man if you're watching on youtube you're seeing me really struggle with an eyelash in my eye right now and i'm just look like a cyclops like holding one eye open trying to get my other eye to work oh okay anyway don't worry about us <laughs> i'm back i'm back um so there's just there's not a lot of events that you know are going to be worth the thousands of dollars to haul your team across um and so this is the second time i've gone to a trp event and they're good. They're really good. They're really, really good. So came away with a lot of information. Um, we're in the process of hiring right now. And so we, we had some weird shit go down in 2022 and 2023. Basically 2022, beginning of 2023, we started getting smarter about our profitability and overhead and realizing that we had kind of uh, painted ourselves into a corner as far as being overstaffed. Um, I mean, not overstaffed if we were seeing more. And then also in order to see more though, our prices were so freaking low. Like, uh, I think we all can understand, or most of us can understand how easy this is to get there. It's like this race to the bottom of pricing. And then you have all these patients. So then you need all the support staff, but then you're not making a ton of money because you're offering. So we've gotten into the situation in 2022 and, there's like the quick way out and then there that involves firing people and like just jacking up your prices heartlessly. No, not heartlessly, um, but like really raising them to air quotes what they should be. And I don't know what should should be for you. Anyways, um, I knew they should be higher for me. So and then there's the long, painful route of just bloating your extra employees and hoping that you can make changes without actually negatively impacting your patients or your employees. So I took the painful route. <laughs> so 2022 and 2023 were fun. Um, not our most profitable years, but right now we are completely understaffed. Like we need to hire a doc and a CA. Uh, oh, there's my pitch. If you, uh, actually we might have a doc coming. I don't know if she listens to the podcast. I actually don't think she does because Northwestern hates me and none of their students like, like, no, I don't think they don't like me. I just don't think they really listen. They just don't. I don't know. Anyways, I'm much more popular in other circles of schools. What are we talking about? Oh, I need to hire a CA. So, oh, TRP. Yep, yep, yep. Don't worry. We're on the same train of thought. So I know we need to hire. 
And I had been considering this candidate. Like, she was good. She liked chiropractic. She was nice. She was hands. And at the event this past weekend, they really talked about having, like, A, A plus, like, A-level employees and, like, what that is. And I had realized, like, that I'm not going to accuse, because no, I don't think anybody's a B player all the time. I don't think anyone's a C player all the time. I think people have moments of A and B and C. And But ultimately, I had hired and onboarded people to fill one specific role, okay, instead of a bigger, uh, heavier role that's going to require, you know, a bigger pay grade. And so then when you hire, like, oh, they'll be really good with kids and they're nice and they can answer the phone then you find yourself needing to hire someone who's really good with numbers and then you need to find yourself someone who's really good with this and so that's kind of how I had gotten overstaffed is like hiring people based on their potential um and that they had one or two really good things I needed and at the training uh Stephen Franson who's been on the podcast uh they have so the remarkable CEO podcast like they drop a ton of juice on there too. So if you haven't been to any of their, like go check out their podcast because they just drop like so much information. I don't know, I shouldn't say this, like they're not a company that gatekeeps. So like you go to their event and they give you everything. You go to their podcast, they give you everything. So you don't have to coach with them, um, but like maybe you should if you wanted to. But so he's talking about how there's basically this equation for how many employees you should have in order to keep your profitability in check. And I don't know if they care if I, I share it, but like I'm going to right now, it's probably on their podcast. Uh, so in essence, in essence, it is around $250,000 per full-time employee, 30 hours or more. That is not you. So it includes associates and all front desk. The gist of it is that like, so we pay Molly, we pay Molly Hayes to do, not Molly Hayes, oh my gosh, Molly Cahill to do our Instagram. She wouldn't count in this scenario as an employee. Um, these are, you know, employee employees. And so 250000 per. So for instance, in order to keep your profitability in check, a million dollar clinic should have you, the clinic owner, if you're the clinic owner, and Four full-time employees. Now, if you have an OVA over $45 or $50, you're like, yeah, Lauren, that's no big deal. But if you're an all-cash pediatric family Cairo, I don't know, who maybe works in a really rural, low-income community, who looks at the idea of having an OVA of $45 or $50 as like, um, aspirational, let's just say that, you're like, that doesn't seem like enough employees to handle the amount of patients I would need to get to get to that point. So anyways, it's, it really just, it was the icing on the two years of realizing we were overstaffed. How do we do this? Like, what do we do? And so I don't know, hopefully that equation helps you a little bit, hopefully. And then it might be kind of an oh shit moment for you. Because I realized that like, okay, we have room for one more employee. And so this employee, like I don't have room for two on my payroll to be 
paying for two more full-time CAs. So therefore, all of a sudden, the quality of the CA that I am hiring just elevated. And then it made me realize when I did that, like, oh shit, there was room for me to elevate my expectations and standards. And so it really kind of got me thinking like uh, uh, that I had done some desperate hires and like, this isn't the people that I've hired were not bad. They were fantastic humans, but I just didn't put um, either a enough expectations on them and onboard them appropriately, or just like didn't hire the right skill set. So I don't know who needed to hear that today. You're welcome. All right. So today, today we have Dr. Nona Javid, and she has helped thousands of entrepreneurs create quantum leaps in their life and business. In her groundbreaking book, Elevate Your Life Forward by Michael Beckwith. What? Oh, <laughs> elevate. Hold on, people. Like, could I just learn to read a damn bio? Or like, maybe if I did any pre-work, this would actually work. Okay, hold on. This is me rewinding. In her groundbreaking groundbreaking book, Elevate Your Life, with the foreword by Michael Beckwith, she breaks down personal transformation into seven pillars, and she uses these pillars to transform businesses. She has also founded Elevate Club, where she simplifies the intricacies of quantum physics, you know, like you do, and universal laws, transforming them into practical lessons, simple rituals, and everyday tips for ease and flow. She has been featured in Forbes, Huffington Post, Modern Mom, and featured on many media outlets. She speaks on numerous stages around the world and currently lives between Italy and California with her two boys. Um, she's wonderful. I think you're really going to love this episode, like definitely one of my favorites um, in a long time. So let's take a breath. Relax your jaw. Dear God, thank you so much for people who continue to um, shed layers of their ego and show up in an authentic and vulnerable way. Help us in our own journey of transformation and self-growth. Um, be reminded that it's not just about our self-growth and that the growth should be for the benefit of humanity. I think it's really common, especially myself, like included in this, to get so into the therapy world of like, this is my quirks and this is why I do this and I want to be it. And it's all to get rid of the pain that I'm feeling. Um, but that's not, that shouldn't be the ultimate goal of self-work. Self-works is so we can show up every day as a better human for humanity. So- uh, just continue to let uh, open hearts receive the message today. Um, let this conversation be a conduit to so many people and what they need to hear. Let it just speak into their hearts and help them uh, feel motivated to take action after listening, whether it's ordering a book, signing up for a class, having a hard conversation with someone, starting journaling, whatever it is, um, help them just not only listen today, but to get the motivation to take action. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, without further ado, here's my conversation with Dr. Nona Jabid and one more little thing. If you like conversations like this, then I highly encourage you. It's been a, a minute since I have talked about our weekly slay. 
If you are not getting our weekly slay in your inbox every Monday morning, um, we will make sure we drop that link for you below. You are, okay, so technically you're getting on my email list, but signing up for the weekly say, we don't slay, we don't send a lot of emails at all unless it's sales season, which it's not. Don't worry. It's not sales season. So sign up for that weekly slate. You're going to get these motivational slash funny stories from me um, and how you can continue on your growth as a better person like I am. So we'll drop that link below um, and make sure you are getting that. All right. Enjoy my conversation with Dr. Nona Javid. All right. Well, you are officially a uh, member of the Two Timers Club. Well, wait a minute. Were you on the panel? Have you been on three times technically? Or is this only oh, second? You know what? I was on the panel. That was fun. That was, you know, I want to say that, first of all, as a host, that was a nightmare. And I think I pulled it off pretty well. Like, it's just like, I don't know how to do this. I've never hosted a panel on web, you know. Um, that was interesting. But, but okay, I so think- you're a three-timers club. You're a three-timers club. Your jacket is in the mail. It's uh. <laughs> Oh, well, <laughs> I love that. But I, I will also tell you that that uh, from a participant in the panel, you did an incredible job. I don't even remember. It was 2020. It was four, almost four years ago. Well, yeah, stop. I don't want to know. So many things. So many things have changed. I find it. Are you optimistic about this year? Yeah, but you know, I was optimistic in the middle of the pandemic. So are you I an think- optimist? happen to be. Yeah, I I would say so. Yeah. I don't think I'm cynical. I think I'm a pragmatist. I've learned that fancy word. That means that I take the data and I make a realistic conclusion of what to expect. Yeah. I don't think realistic. I'm like, this is going to be like incredible. Mm. Like if I can find a numerology in astro astrological something, something Mm. on Google that tells me 2024 is going to be great. I'm like, it's going to be grand. So you hold on to the magic. I hold on to the magic. I, I will kill for the magic. Oh, somebody just gave me, um, a book. Oh, one of my uh, employees reads a lot. She's like one of those people who's doing 75 hard and like reading nonfiction. And I'm like, I'm really proud of you. Good job. You're doing great. Um, but she was telling me about this nonfiction book that she's reading called wonder and it's written by, have you heard of it? No, I haven't. So I haven't cracked it open yet because I have like 15 romance fantasy novels. I have to read first. (laughs) Yeah. And I'll get to it. No, but she was describing it. So it's um, a book written by a magician and oh. like kind of magician turned inspirational speaker. And he talks about how like we as adults lose like the wonder and magic of life and how like how it's really important to get back. And so I was like, oh, that actually sounds like a of all the alpha energy books in self-help world right now. Like this one sounds like one that I could, I could read. I could, so I might, I might do it, but, but yeah, I need some wonder in my life. Yeah. And I, I would go a step farther and say that the magic is not even that we lose it. I feel like it gets beaten out of us by 
the matrix, the media, the propaganda, the society, our culture, our family stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. stuff like it's everything is meant to kill that wonder and magic out of life. And I also associated with like life force. Like that's the magic of it, right? Like look at how the world is made, every cell in your body, like your nervous system, your brain, the animals, nature, planets, all the things. Like there is something way bigger and you people lose touch with that big thing, whatever you may call it, Mm -hmm. God, you know, whatever universe. And uh, it's, uh, everything is designed in some way. That's the cynical part of me coming out, but designed in some way to beat it out of you. Mm -hmm. I think um, when I look at like, well, what, what would be my concern of like, just being like, what if it's, what if it turns out amazing? Like not even talking about like, let's take it not 2024, but like, let's put it on a micro scale of like, Kirby and I are going to on a date night, you Mm -hmm. know, like, what if I'm like, if I go into it and it's like, it's going to be the best date night. I think I worry that my expectations when it's not the best and like the most magical, great connection, then all of a sudden I turn grumpy. And so it's like my brain and there's an, there's an alternate here. So like one, I want to guard myself against being disappointed internally. Cause then I go grumpy of like, this isn't what I was hoping and expecting for. The other thing is more public facing things. I, I think I'm afraid to be embarrassed of looking stupid. And I think that like that we learn as a kid even earlier of like, you can't, you can't do that job. Like you don't even like math. You don't, you know, and or like whatever it is where you're just like, oh, now I feel, now I feel stupid because I thought this was, I said, told everyone it was going to be great. And I'm an idiot. I must not know what's going on. Otherwise, you know, I'm disconnected and like, And I'm really freaked out by that. Yeah, that's okay. So first things first, I think I know before we started this conversation, you were like, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, I know. Here we go. (laughs) Everything, And it's a beautiful, and this is exactly my jam. So it's perfect. So um, let's break this down because you're talking about the disappointment, right? Mm -hmm. So well, I'm a maximizer personality. So do you know Strength Finder? No, I don't think I do. So okay. Strength Finder was what I liked a lot before Enneagram. Okay, okay. Um, and so Strength Finder, there's like 36 different traits and you take all these questions and it rates you from like number one to 36. And the first time I took it, I like, so 36, you basically have none of. The first time I took it, empathy was my 36th trait. <laughs> I'm better now. I've grown so much. But yeah, so like I'm competitive, achiever, significance, and maximizer is like the one. And so like my maximizer is what gets me in trouble is because like I just want everything to be optimal and maximize and get the most out of it. And then I'm disappointed. Okay, so let's just break that one example that you gave because you're like, Yes, I do want the best date ever, but I also don't want to, basically, I'm going to lower my expectations, if I may yes, say that. Yes, no, exactly. Expectations so that I do, I'm not faced with a failure or with pain, some kind of an emotional. Yes. 
yeah. right? Like, oh, this failed or, and which, you know, you and I would say, well, I'm cranky. Like I would tell my yeah. partner, I'm cranky. but in reality, we're preventing the, the actual, the feeling of the pain, like really mm-hmm. getting. It. So there's, there's uh, multiple layers to this, but I think the direction I want to take it is, well, if you, if you already have that underlying, like, oh, this may fail, in, then you're in the, I call it the frequency, right? So this frequency is what I may fail this date and I mm-hmm. may experience pain. And so that becomes the expectation. And if you're wired for that over and over again, because you have failed quote unquote in the past, or you have experienced pain or been disappointed in this case, in the past, you have sort of and maybe an addiction to that feeling of it. Like, okay, I know what to do with that. I'll just be grumpy, right? Like, so there's that and you're more in the frequency of that. You've experienced it more throughout your life and perhaps every time you set a high expectation than being in the frequency of magic. This date, this is why I'm an optimist. This date is going to be so juicy. This date is going to blow my mind. This date is going to be physically, emotionally, sexually, whatever. In every way, we're going to integrate. We're going to connect. I'm going to have a connection that I have not. How long have you been married? 13 years. It's going to be, it's going to blow my mind. You are making me uncomfortable by putting this many expectations on me and my husband to fulfill. Like, so then what happens when he's like, uh, I don't expect anything tonight. I feel bloated after dinner. And I'm like, you are ruining my magical date. Well, he's, he would only be experiencing that. And that's, that's a whole nother conversation, but what you are coming into the date with what frequency are you showing up to the date? Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's take chiropractors for just a second to make it little bit more practical so and I know you'll relate to this because you work with chiropractors and and I know I do because I'm in like a rising world anyways um two chiropractors okay same mechanics for business same system same demographic same sort of personality same sort of everything right they're with the same practice management group scripts identical everything and and this applies to every business but like let's say chiropractor a chiropractor b same exact thing identical Mm -hmm. points one of them shows up to their practice with this energy of abundance i'm provided for i'm taken care of i have faith everything's going to be amazing like i i'm good the other shows up can i cuss on this yes this is very cuss worthy (laughs) um I the other one shows up and is like I'm scared shitless Mm -hmm. and so and and with the energy of like what if it doesn't work out what if it's uh this person doesn't sign up what if I don't succeed what if you know and this is two extremes I get it we're we're humans and we're day to day it will change but if I were to ask you which one of these chiropractors most likely to succeed you would without a doubt, say yes. this other. So why would that not apply to the date? Now, mm-hmm. the difference though is you're saying setting the expectation or a goal beyond what is smart, like measurable, blah, blah, blah. My approach is more showing up in the energy of it's already magical. 
Mm. Well, look at the way he's eating it. So like, it's look- you're not living in the future. You're living in the like the magic is now. Like, and I think that's a really important really important aspect because what my brain was going through it of like I'm always thinking to the future and so okay so I don't want to say I I do lower the expectation I don't go in grumpy but I go in like so this is again not cynical pragmatist where I'm just like all right listen it could suck and then I'm not going to get grumpy because I expected it to suck or it could be great and that's great and that would be beyond my expectations and I'll be happy And like, and I'm kind of like in my head, the reason I do that is because I'm avoiding potential future pain if it's not great. But if I, if I kind of apply my personality to like, if you just said like, so how's this working out for you in life? This like pragmatism of avoiding pain. Do you avoid pain? I'm like, oh no, I like have anxiety all the time. I'm like always nervous and like trying to da, 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 da. So like, I'm still experiencing pain. I still get disappointed, you know? So it's like, it really isn't, it isn't protecting me at all. Right. Yeah. In the moment it feels like, and And I think it's an addiction. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm going to use, you know, say if you're go to, I call it at home emotion, right? Um, Like I'll I'll be vulnerable. And I will tell you on this podcast, one of my big ones, and it used to be way bigger and it's still continuous work is like Mm self-worth, right? Why was it that I did everything that I did? Why was it I like, you know, the A plus student went to Berkeley, got a degree in neurology, went to chiropractic school, opened the practice, built a million dollar practice, became a, why did I do all of those things? Yes, I can like be like, I wanted to help people. And it is true. I like truly want to help you. Why do I want to help people? Oh, because that's where my self worth Mm -hmm. lies. The lack of the self-worth, yes, on the surface, it gave me all of those things that I experienced in life, but it also became my emotional home. Now, you met me, or if you ask my ex-husband even, (laughs) he would tell you that I have no self-worth problems, right? Like I come across as- If anybody, anybody met me, they're like, oh my God, you have confidence issues? I'd be like, you know, my therapist and I went back and forth probably for like 30 minutes on this conversation where I'm like, believe me, I got plenty of self-worth. And she's like, in her very kind therapy way, we got to the end. I was like, shit, I don't have (laughs) self-worth. Yeah. So if that is something that's an, an addiction or it's an emotional home, it's just something I'm used to now watch this. I'm going to use every situation that happens in my life, if I can, to prove something that my body somatically, neurologically thinks, believes with every cell that is true, which is the unworthiness. So I would look at the dates or I would look at the way my business is. It didn't matter how the date went. It didn't matter what my business looked like. There was always like this, um, this level of dissatisfaction or like, not good enough. Like it just wasn't good enough, right? And so, so the like not good enough slash lack of content. Like I feel like I resonate with that more. Like it's the self-worthy, like it's hard. Like I just haven't like unlocked that level in my brain to 
understand truly what like someone who doesn't have self-worth like because I'm like no I think I'm worthy so is it that I don't think I'm worthy of having x y or z like that's what I'm unworthy of magic now I I'm not saying that's the case for you but I I will say for me to go from oh I'm just decide like it's so much easier to claim and say for me I was like, I'd be the first person to tell you before any inner work or any therapy to tell you that I, um, I'm just dissatisfied. Like I want more and I want more out of life and like put a positive spin on it and spiritually mm-hmm. it and be like this, you know, this toxic po- positivity and, and, and to, to go from that and to, and then to say, you know what, this is an unworthy issue like that's a big and the word itself sounds kind of dirty too mm-hmm. like I'm saying I'm unworthy or I have an unworth I have a worth issue but for me it happened to be true it happened to be like the underlying place like I would show up I I got on I got offered this really amazing like investment opportunity they were basically like I manifested that thing I don't know well not out of nowhere it literally in meditation and these guys, they have, they own a gym, a series of gyms in Orange County. They came to me and they go, we want to offer you own out of nowhere. Like I worked out with these guys a couple of times, like 10 years ago, they messaged me. They go, we want to offer you ownership and we want you to just consult us on like, literally we'll just give you part of the profit and part of the new company. If you help us like bring in wellness aspects and get integrated with everything else. And I would get on these meetings with these guys and I would feel like this low level anxiety. Like, what if this doesn't go well? What if like, what am I going to say? Like there was, there were all these other things that were underneath that, uh, that were on the surface that I was feeling on this business call. I'm, I'm not good enough. But when I, when I explored more what the feeling was like on the surface I would tell you I'm nervous I'm having a big meeting with these three dudes mm-hmm. built a massive business or they're about to give me like like I don't know maybe I don't know what I'm doing right but if I go deeper and if I sit with those emotions a little bit longer I got to okay I don't feel I'm worthy of this opportunity mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. that that's a that's a big shift like that's a big claim too but when you do claim it the beautiful thing about if if it happens to resonate with anybody who's listening right and I, and I don't push on or this is my, just my journey but if you pick what your emotional home is and you figure out what it is not just on the surface but a couple layers deeper then you can recognize it in every place it shows up I started recognizing it in in the way I was at a, as a mom I started recognizing it in the way I was as, as a coach, as a business person, as an investor, like in every single, as a, as a wife at the time, I started to recognize all of uh, it in every area of my life on the daily basis in sending an email on a zoom call. Mm-hmm. And once I, once I had awareness around it, then I go, Oh, if this is my emotional home, this is where my addiction is. And everything that's happening, I'm either using it to validate or I'm attracting more of it into my life. Well, you're using it to validate either narrative. Like you're using it to validate like, okay, I am worthy. That ROF said, yes, I am a good chiropractor. Or like that ROF said, no, 
I'm a bad chiropractor. You're right. You're not worthy. Like you're, it's, you know, whichever lion you feed or wolf or beast or dog. Hey, she slayers real quick. If you're in the scaling stage of practice and your clinic is looking for an associate, be sure to check out advertising on my Instagram and Facebook socials page. It can take months and months to find the right fit for your clinic and posting anywhere and everywhere you can can shorten the amount of time that that takes. So in addition to posting on Facebook groups and state association classifieds, get your ad viewed by thousands of chiropractic students and new grads who follow She Slays the Day. Click the link below to apply for next month's ad. We only take nine each month and it's first come first serve. And if you're a student or new grad who wants to make sure you get those monthly ads, click the other link below to make sure you get each month's new job listings delivered straight to your inbox. Back to the episode. As a chiropractor who's deeply passionate about providing the best care, I've got a secret weapon I want to share with you. Genesis Chiropractic Software. My journey with Genesis started 13 years ago, and back then I was juggling insurance claims and Genesis was a lifesaver. It streamlined the whole insurance process, making it seamless and stress-free. But here's the kicker. Even after I transitioned to a cash-based practice, Genesis continued to be an indispensable part of my clinics. Why do I stick with Genesis? Because it's more than just software. It's a comprehensive solution that adapts to your practice's needs. When I went from one clinic to two, it could have been a logistical nightmare. But thanks to Genesis being cloud-based, I can manage both clinics effortlessly, anytime, anywhere. It keeps me on top of my patient records and provides invaluable data to analyze the health of my clinics. The insights help me make informed decisions to continually improve. And now I'm excited to offer something special to my She Slays listeners. When you visit genesischiropracticsoftware.com forward slash She Slays, you'll get an exclusive discount on Genesis Chiropractic Software. Whether you're dealing with insurance or running a cash-based practice, Genesis is the versatile tool that will elevate your chiropractic business. So don't wait, take your practice to the next level. Head over to genesischiropracticsoftware.com forward slash she slays for your exclusive discount. Trust me, with Genesis, you're not just surviving in your practice, you're thriving. Exactly. So now that I know that, now that I have awareness around it, now I go, oh, well, what do you, what do I want to experience instead? Uh-huh did this uh, with the next meeting because I recognized it next meeting I had those guys I go I want to come across as magnetic like I own like I own my shit right mm-hmm. I want to come across as ma- magnetic and, and not even come across to these guys but more like I want to embody magnetism I want to embody like free like I don't need this I want to feel that like literally authentically feel it not just like fake it in front of these mm-hmm. people then I practiced what it felt like to be free and magnetic and How'd just you practice. I um, came up with scenarios in my brain of all the previous experiences that I have had where I felt magnetic and they mm-hmm. were in different scenarios. They were not necessarily in business. Maybe it was in a relationship. Maybe it was on a date. Maybe it was like from childhood, magnetic, free, abundant. I already provided for right before walking into that meeting into the next meeting. And I tell you the way that those people showed up to that meeting, it was as if they were completely different people. Mm-hmm. And I've done the same thing with my ex-husband. Like, as you can imagine, there's a lot of like 
tension, right? As you're going through a separation or, or whatever. And I don't wish it on anybody, but I, I remember showing up and being like, oh, I'm recognizing that I'm using him to prove this whole circle, vicious circle. Mm-hmm. And I go, well, how can I show up? And then, you know, in some cases, I would literally meditate for like an hour and a half before I have a 10 minute meeting with him, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever I had to do. But I would tap into a completely different emotion and tap into, you know, because we have access to all of it. Mm-hmm. And I go, that's how I'm going to show up. And so as you repeat this process, you recognize and you repeat it with something different, a different emotion, you end up retraining your nervous system, your somatic, your, your entire body to operate differently. And then your experience uh, in the external world becomes, it, it always is a mirror to what you believe, right? So then that starts to shift. Okay, so let's take an example that kind of will combine both of my like public humiliation and self-disappointment and like, tell me how, okay. So let's say I have five day two ROFs on my schedule for the afternoon. And I am like, all right, you know, so like normal me, well, I have like a 90 some percent conversion. So like normal me doesn't, I would just show up and be like, all right, what's this person presenting? Like, and I feel so day two is bad for me because like I'm very confident there. But oh, but 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 let's say that. that they didn't all like do all the things that they were supposed to do. And then like at the end, okay. So I go, I tell my front desk, I am going to all five of these, you know, three month, four month care plans, they're all gonna convert. Like magic. They all need chiropractic. They're all going to see the value. I am going to show up just like heart open to each of these five people, tell them the truth, nothing more, nothing less. And they're going to say yes. And then let's say all five of them say no. So end of the day, my front desk is like, how'd that work out for you? Like, what did you say to them? Like, what did you do that they all said no? So I'm, I'm inside going. So even though I have 13 years of confidence in certainty in communicating a day two, all it took is this one afternoon. And I am like, have I lost my touch? Oh my God. Like, da, 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 da. And then I'm like looking at my front desk being super embarrassed. And so so okay. What, what, okay, let's so unwrap this. Yeah. Although I wish you had used an example that you could actually relate to because if you've been seven person <laughs> dates maybe or- But like we said, like it does, you know, it is, it's interesting how all it takes is one bad afternoon or one, you know, time period to really make me question something that I hold as a part of my identity. And maybe that's part of the problem is that I shouldn't be holding that as part of my identity at all. Like, you know, Lauren Brunswick is a good closer. Like that. So then anytime something happens where it doesn't happen, then it like makes me question my identity. Did you plan on this being my therapy session? I love it. Yeah, it's amazing. This is my jam. I love it. Let's not shit like, no, we need Lauren to be the best closer. We need you to keep that identity for now. Okay. But let's break this down. And you can apply it to any scenario. You can apply it to the date. You can apply it to you claiming something like this podcast is going to be 
3 million subscribers. You might already be at 3 million. I don't know. But this podcast might be like 3 million subscribers. And then like it doesn't by the end of the year. And then you're like, oh, well, it, it didn't. We like landed on 1 million or something, right? Like so you could apply it to any area. But let's break it down. So when you say you, um, the outcome that you'd like to experience is that you close five out of five ROFs. Why do you want that? Because... Okay. And like, obviously we're going to like skip past the, like, because everybody needs chiropractic care, like, you know, or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That, of course that, uh, because then that means that I am a good chiropractor who was able to communicate the worth of it. Okay. So it means you're a good chiropractor. Why do you want to feel like a good chiropractor? Uh, because if I'm not a good chiropractor, I'm a bad chiropractor and nobody wants to be a bad anything. Yeah. But why do you want to be a good one? Because I don't want to be a bad one. But why, what's the feeling you're going after when you want to close five out of five and you want to be a good chiropractor because it makes you feel what? Like I won. Okay. Okay. So you want to win. I think so. And what does that feel like? Cause winning there's, couple of feelings that could go with it mm, I think it probably comes back to control like I have like a lot of control issues so I would say like if they said yes they did what I wanted them to do okay. and then I don't have to deal with the frustration of like I wanted them to say yes to this so you would feel you also feel in control yeah okay what else I don't know I think that's it if you know, though, feel free to insert. You gotta come up with them. So, so okay. I want to be a good chiropractor. Yeah. I close five out of five, and the feelings that I'm going after are because I want to feel in control. Why do you want to feel in control? And you want to win. We got that too. Well, because nobody wants to be out of control. Why not? That sounds horrible. <laughs> well, it depends on what. what is that where the magic lives in the uncontrolled? Yes, it does, doesn't it? Stone, <laughs> exactly. Oh, fuck. Oh, so my controlling because okay, so is what you're saying is that okay, so because like the universe is where the magic is. And so like me trying to control is really keep all right. Okay, I that took a different turn that I was uh, controlling for it to go anyways, but mm. it's, it's much more beautiful anyways, because the recognition that- Where were for, you going? Um, I was going with, okay, I want to feel like I'm doing something, like for me, right? Why do I want to be successful? And I just kind of touched on this before too, but why do I want to create success? Because I want to look, I want to, first of all, I want to look, cause I'm a, I think you told me I was a three. And yeah. yeah. You're a three wing too. How you look in public and on Instagram. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're vain as fuck. Yeah, exactly. So why do I want that? Well, because I want people to perceive me as successful. Well, yes. Why do I want to perceive me as successful? Because it makes me feel good. Why do I want to feel good because it makes me makes me worthy it makes me likable because if I'm not if they don't like me then I'm not worthy to be liked right and so I could have god 
ungodly amounts of success. And I would still have that if I didn't work on that inner self, right? If I have a control issue, I am going to avoid magic. It doesn't matter how much I can control, right? I mean, all that likable stuff I all, is also a yes. So it's both. So I'm double by my staff because they'll be like, oh my gosh, you're amazing. Like five out of five, you closed, right? Mm -hmm. I want to be liked by my patients. I want to be liked by my community. I want my business to grow so that I'm liked more because I'm more successful and I got more numbers, you know, number of patients, number of dollar amounts, whatever. So then, then uh, I don't even know where we're going with this, but basically if that's, if that's what I'm trying to, oh, this is what I wanted to kind of make a micro distinction here. If you're telling me that there's a difference between going into the five ROFs and saying, oh, I'm going to close five out of five, that's more on the masculine energy. Mm -hmm. Instead, I'm, if I identify that I'm doing this to feel in control, if that that's, I mean, we could go a lot deeper. Like if you and I talked and we had unlimited number of hours, we'd probably dig out so many other things that are underneath it all. But let's just stick with in control and loss of magic. So then I go, oh, I just had this recognition that I, if I, for as long as I want to feel in control and feel like I'm winning and, and feel like I'm being successful, then I'm going to lose out on magic. And, I, and let's say you decide you want magic. And if that's the case, then you go, I'm going to do five ROFs and I'm going to experience loads of magic. So you go into the ROFs and then all of a sudden someone is telling you, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe that you went to this high school, like we went to high school to get like stuff like that, you know, like a mm -hmm. synchronicity happens, or you feel sort of connected to these people in such a way. And that's the feat that the outcome you're going for is not five out of five. The outcome you're going for is massive self-worth is mm -hmm. magnetism, abundance is I'm already taken care of. I have faith in what I'm about to experience in the next five. I is going to be magic. So then if the five don't sign up, guess what you experienced? Absolute magic in the unknown, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Unknown. So it's all, well, you're, it's, it's not putting such an alpha energy outcome of like, I dominated, I, I won, I beat them. I controlled, I did like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's putting it's putting the outcome more in some, because like when you put the outcome in something that's really out of your own control, like, you know, like when we, my husband would be like, what can we control? He apparently my emotions are the only thing that's controllable. And I'm like, actually, that's the thing that's the least controllable. <laughs> so like, okay, we can only control ourselves. So like, for instance, we're going to Mexico. Um, we're leaving in like two days. And we've done a lot of all-inclusives. Um, we go every year with our kids and we have not returned to a single one. Like we love them, but like, you know, all-inclusives, unless you're pumping out like five grand a day, like they got their, they each got their own thing. And so we're like, I'm like preparing for like, okay, I read in the reviews that all the pool chairs are completely reserved by 7 a.m. Okay, we're just gonna, you know, like that sucks. Okay, I've read multiple reviews that people got sick off eating chicken and seafood. Don't eat the chicken. So I'm, I'm mentally preparing for like, I'm setting the bar low, right? Because what I want, my outcome is I want this resort to be amazing. But what I've learned in the last 20 minutes is... 
So instead of going, okay, well, the resort might suck and it's okay. We could still have fun as a family grave. Put the outcome on something that's more in my control. I can't determine whether the food is going to be great, but I can determine or I can have more control over how present I am with my family, which will help establish like, so I can say like the resort's going to be what it is, but I really hope this trip is magical and that we have connection with our kids and I'm present for my family. And, and that, it, that seems just a lot like it just takes a weight off. It takes a huge weight off the vacation because it's like, oh, that is actually something I can control. All that other stuff I couldn't. Yeah. And what if you don't get the chair at 7 a.m.? And what if the chicken is yucky and whatever? But what if because you couldn't get the chair and uh, you end up sitting somewhere else and you connect with somebody who becomes your next best friend or your next mm -hmm. podcast or whatever, that's the unknown. That's mm -hmm. If I'm controlling the situation, I will get what I'm expecting anyways, bad chicken and wake up at seven to get a chair, right? Versus if I'm looking for magic, I'm more likely to experience magic in the moment in like a look that you give to your husband in a moment where you're watching your girls play together. Like mm -hmm. there's everywhere. And that's where I feel like I've gone from, you know, even my brand of like part-time million dollar masterminds in my, like my practice for sure. Like super masculine, super, like, I'm going to control the shit out of every aspect. I'm going to control like my staff, like could not be one word off with, from the scripts, like the systems. And, and I looked at it like, this is business. Like this is, and it, it drove the business massively, but then I, I'd forgotten about the, the feminine aspects of it, which is really powerful. Like we give birth, right? Like we, we are vessel in which life literally comes through and if that is who we are then magic is just like super easy to experience that dream life you can give birth to you don't need to push to make happen you don't need to control to make happen that's been sort of my journey from you know being in practice and running those businesses and I can say from a finite because my me back then that version of me if I heard this conversation right here I would have been like yeah I bet she's not even making as much money because she doesn't have the system she's probably super flowy and super da 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 like ditzy or all over the place except I've actually generated more I've experienced more freedom more magic more connection more of so much just juiciness in life by letting go of the control by letting go of the, the things that don't really serve. Mm -hmm. Do you think, because how old are you? 45. Me too. I just, okay. I knew you were in your forties. I was hoping that you were just a little bit older than that because then it made me feel like, all right, by the time I'm her age, but you're really not that much. I'm 37. I'm like, shit. All right. <laughs> I hope I get a lot of wisdom in the next five years. But anyway, so I look to chiropractic and chiropractors. And I go, we have some major worthy self-worth issues. Like I guarantee you nine out of 10 chiropractors listening to this therapy session of mine are going to go like, yes, yes. That is, you know, so 
You brought up, so uh, I, I recently talked to this guy named Brian Paris, really cool chiropractor. He works for Genesis. Have you met him before? Yeah. 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 Cool guy. And so he uh, uses the the energies alpha and omega. So I've kind of started using those because like masculine and feminine, like we know what they are, but like it just gets, it just gets messy when, right. you know, so we have still a lot of alpha energy, masculine, uh, men with alpha energy. Anyways, alpha energy in, um, you know, they're in their 50s and they got their Maseratis and they are flashing them to chiropractors and being like, you can do this. You can be me if you do X, Y, or Z. And like, the thing is, is I don't want to like, I'm not trying to bash them at all because I think there's a lot of failing chiropractors who no longer are failing and like start stepping into abundance and confidence because of that coaching. But my question is, is like, at some point, these guys, they're going to retire. They're going to like, all right, just go to Costa Rica and stop telling people all this toxic stuff. Do you think that when people like us start becoming the like 50 and 60 year olds giving advice down, do you think that like, do you think that we'll be a part of healing this self-worth in chiropractic, like conversations like this? And I don't mean like literally like, are you and I going to fix chiropractic? But I mean, like, do you think that like once that kind of retires and there's more space on stages and more just conversations like this of vulnerability, like, is that what's going to help heal it? Lauren, I think we already are. I truly believe we already are. I've seen it because every time I stepped on stage, I've made it a point to give a voice to burnout. Mm -hmm. What does our profession take pride in? Be a chiropractor, the not the volume, the money, the Maserati, the mm-hmm. whatever you're that's what we take pride in. Be a chiropractor, be a chiropractor forever. Your kids are gonna be a chiropractor. Like that's how you know you are a good chiropractor. Mm-hmm. Who wants to be a bad chiropractor? Who wants to be a bad one? I don't want to be bad anything. If I flip burgers, I'd be like, but I'm the best burger flipper, right? I control every bit of this burger. <laughs> I've succeeded in this job. <laughs> So I, um, I think because I have given that voice uh, or I've given that like the burnout or the overwork, um, some voice both on social media, say mainly on my Instagram page. And then of course on stages, guess who comes up to me and talks to me? Like I thought when I stepped into this, I thought female chiropractors would be like, yes, sign me up part-time. I want to work less. I want to make more money. I want to be more in the flow. I want to experience more abundance, which it, it does happen. And, and I'm super grateful for that. Love women chiropractors and women entrepreneurs. But you know who was like lining up to talk to me it was men in their 50s, in their 60s, burnt out. Mm-hmm. And almost like cornering me and like not wanting the shame of, yes, I'm successful, but I missed out on my family time. Yes, I have this practice that looks a certain way, 
but I am now divorced and so my relationship suffered. I, my, I'm, I'm about to become an empty nester and I feel shame and guilt for all the time I didn't spend with my kids because I was in my practice. And we've never really learned from a business perspective as chiropractors to create a practice that's independent. So I know that you do that or bring in other resources, which I know you do so much of. Like you don't have to be just the chiropractor. You can have all of these other resources that come in, passive income, investments, whatever. And not only have we not learned that, but we've boxed ourselves professionally into these, like, like you said, and I'm going to say masculine, like mm-hmm. I, I don't. That's that's really what I feel. Box ourselves, both men and women, and what all all genders and however you identify, we boxed ourselves in as chiropractors into this, uh, you know, one size fits all idea. And I think I see it. I see men suffering. I see men men and women coming up to me and talking to me about these issues because I give it a voice or curious about how to create more freedom, how to create more profitability you know, and, and I think we're already doing that. Like I, I did, this might, I don't know if this is appropriate for this, this topic, this conversation. This is safe. You can say whatever people have sent some wild shit on this podcast. <laughs> Yesterday I gave uh, a chiropractor, uh, uh, she was like asking me, how do I break a pattern around something? And she's done a lot of self-work. And so I couldn't be like, go do some breathing or go meditate or pray or whatever. I go self-pleasure. Like that's one of the ways that I break my pattern and I shift the energy, right? So- I have some books she can read if she needs a recommendation. I mean, I've got plenty of those, right? But the the, the idea is we're able to have those conversations with these, especially the younger generation. But I do think conversations like this, but in general, it's not just you and I, but the consciousness is absolutely shifting. The self-pleasure thing threw me- I had a question, but now I'm like, so like, does that work for men? Like, is that the same tool? Because like, they should be really, really healed then. Do we have like a whole nother hour? Am I going to be a fourth timer on your podcast? (laughs) Because that's a whole nother episode. Yeah, there's like, there's techniques that they can use with uh, semen retention and or energetically like moving. So when you say semen retention, that's like fasting from... Okay, we're going R-rated here. Yeah. Get the kids out the room. Take it off your your cars, the speakers. <laughs> Semen retention is that a fancy way of saying fasting from jerk? Okay, holding it. That's how. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm no expert in this area. This is just something that personally I've explored and like yeah. wanted to learn more about because to me. You know, we talk about the life force, right? There's, uh, and this is like, this is, this is not to be confused with God or anything, but there is some kind of life force that's, that's, you know, universal intelligence mm-hmm. that flows through us, right? That's, I think that's a better language for us. Um, but I, if you really think about it, the, the sexual energy is what creates, right? Like ultimately at its foundation, it's built to create. So if you think about, start to think about the energetics of how the world works is, can you possibly, and this was a question I had years ago, is like, can you use sexual energy to heal? Can you use sexual energy? And I don't mean uh, like, again, I don't want to get pe- people confused with like sex- healing sexual trauma. Like that's, it's not something I would even talk about, right. but 
Can you use sexual energy to manifest things? Can you use sexual energy to shift your energy? Can you move it up in every energy center of your body? Um, and so for men, it comes in, you know, like sort of edging and not actually expressing and like releasing that sexual energy, holding it in. And women can do the same thing. And or there are other, there are plenty of other experts, the actual experts on right. this topic. This is well, what I have learned. And the thing is, is I don't find it or coincidence that a lot of women who are running their own business, whether they're a chiropractor or entrepreneur of any kind, are juggling or spinning many, many plates, you know, trying to be a good wife, trying to keep a clean house, trying to be a good mom, all while being gone out of the house, you know, 30 to 40 hours a week or more. And they start to experience burnout and like, they have no sex drive. Like, like it's kind of, it's, it's one of those things where that doesn't seem like a balanced hormonal system or like just a balanced energies. And so to me, it's not surprising at all that, you know, you would say that as like a piece of advice of like kind of just reconnecting with that feminine or omega energy to really help create a more balanced human, you know, like it's, I mean, uh, practices like that. I mean, the point of this conversation is the, is the fact that we are having this conversation mm -hmm. on a podcast that is related to chiropractic. Like think about it 10 years ago, this conversation would have been deemed like, I mean, we might still get backlash. I don't know. Nah. <laughs> there's really been some wild shit said on this podcast like i swear people forget where, like it doesn't help that people kind of gasoline in they'll be like well like i don't know how deep down the rabbit hole you want to go and i'm like just go it's just us nobody's listening yeah you know i uh heard a um stat on like either oprah or dr phil or one of those like super popular talk shows the most like the most viewed uh, episode that has ever aired was an episode called my I don't want to have sex with my husband interesting all right uh <laughs> Jacob our editor can you title this episode I don't want to have sex with my husband. just kidding don't do Kirby be like that's not fair or true <laughs> okay go for it well first of all I'm divorced don't listen I'm looking for a magical Mexico trip so don't <laughs> and date night <laughs> Yeah, no, that's really good. But there is a reason for it. So it's not just in chiropractic. My point mm. is that we've forgotten that the power exists inside of us, both the divine power, the feminine power, the masculine power, all of it is inside of us. And, you know, just to kind of wrap the whole sexual energy conversation, the sexual energy is the foundation of it. That's really, uh, I, I believe it's it's important to sort of at least study or get get to know just reconnected with yourself. Like it's a part of you. And, yeah. you know, just like if you had a patient that wasn't having her period regularly, like yeah. you would go like, well, that's a sign of dysfunction within the body, you know? So yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, I guess we solved all of my issues and solved chiropractic. So, so, so what is, what is in this magical 2024 year for you so are you allowed to like specifically manifest things or are you just like it's all possible 
I, I think it's all possible, but I definitely have some very specific things. And, and I teach people if you're like, quote, unquote, manifesting, which basically means it's a woo woo word, I get it. But it basically means bringing something from your imagination and experiencing it in the 3D world, right? And in life in general, physical reality. Um, so there are definitely things that I want to bring into reality into 2024 some are very specific and a lot of the other ones are general like I want more magic mm -hmm. I don't want magic every once in a while I want to experience a synchronicity or a magical moment or, or deep connection every single day mm -hmm. um, so I'd like to explore that so that's more general and then specific things of course yep yeah. business I love that. okay so where can people find more of you to watch your magic year I'm going to have a magic year too now. I've just decided. Yeah, you claim it, girl. <laughs> um, I would say probably Instagram is the best way to connect with me. I would I would love to hear if somebody is connecting with me. I'd love to hear that they came, you know, from this podcast. Would love to connect with them. So if they send me a DM just to say hi, that would be great. I put out a lot of content there, but um, I also have like a free worksheet where people, because we started this conversation about dreaming and how we are like stuck in the matrix and we don't get to dream anymore. So I have this worksheet where I walk people through three types of dreams that you can actually put out there to experience in life, in your business, and then walk everybody through. If they go through the workshop, they'll come up with a beautiful, what I call an elevated life vision. And so, um, I don't know when this is going to air, but if it's in the beginning, it's magic. Yeah. Don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it's a, it's a beautiful to anytime you get to do it is to, to get clarity around what you want to experience, not just in the smart goals that all of us entrepreneurs uh, make, but really like a step beyond that to experience more magic in your life. Oh, I appreciate you. One of my goals was, um, for this year, like, you know, when I was talking about like, what do I want to do with this podcast? You know, it's like, I, and um, I don't feel done with chiropractors, you know? So like, if I talk to social media experts, you know, they're like, okay, you have what we call a micro micro niche. And I'm like, I know it's not even all chiropractors. It's, um, and so they're like, you know, can we just like crack it open? Could you be more for like clinic owners, practitioners? And like, and I'm like, yeah, 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 maybe, maybe like one day, but like right now I don't feel like my job is done with chiropractors, but I also have no desire to have the same conversations that every other chiropractic podcast is having. And not that that's bad or anything like that. Like you, are you still doing your podcasts? Well, I am, but I transitioned out of chiropractors to entrepreneurs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And so it's like, nobody needs to hear, you know, so like Tim Young, I want to add I'm like working with Jamal Brewster to have him come on and talk and stuff like that. And like, and I don't know what he's going to say, or so this isn't about him, but like in general, those people, they've done a million podcasts, they've got their speaking points, they're prepared to answer certain questions and like, and they don't like to get into these new areas of like, and so I'm just like, I just don't want to have like, I just want to have really, really meaningful conversations with chiropractors and non-chiropractors. And I would say that this episode absolutely like hit that mark. So I appreciate you very much. 
Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, it was fun. We just chit chatted about life and mostly how broken I am, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> now the expectation is fucking magic and wherever you're going. It makes- really is. It's uh, what's going to be funny is I will like <laughs> tag on stories multiple times like this is magical, but the episode won't have come out yet. And people have no idea. No idea. It'll just be our secret. So oh. Listen, you do don't disappoint me. Just make some magic happen. I'm just gonna lie. I was gonna be like raining five of the six or seven days. I'm gonna be like, Nona, it's still very magical. It is magic. This is great. I'm so please don't be disappointed in me. <laughs> oh, love you so much, friend. Thank you so much. I hope that something this year brings us together because I would love nothing more than to be able to give you a big hug and and just continue talking. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank Love you. you. Yeah, All right, She Slayers, we will have that link for you below. I definitely want to check out the three kind of dreams. I was like, okay, what, what are they? Talk to, talk to me about them. But you got to sign up to, um, to get that for free. And until next week, She Slayers, bye. Hey, She Slayers, if you're like me, your health matters, but life can get in the way. I completely get it. Meet Sunlight and Saunas, which is a game changer for your health. We used to put off getting an infrared sauna in my family and thinking it was going to be too pricey and complicated. But here's the deal. America needs to catch up on the whole sweating and detox routine. Infrared saunas do wonders for the immune system, detoxing, aging, sleep, and muscle recovery. And as a chiropractor, I've seen it help regulate nervous systems and patients in between their adjustments. So in 2023, my husband and I got serious about nervous system regulation, and he dove into cold plunges. I tried it, not going to lie, didn't like it at all. I would rather spend 20 minutes in a cozy sauna than two minutes in ice water. So after tons of research, I chose sunlight and saunas for our home. We have the Amplify 2 in Basswood, and it is perfect. The goal is to bring this into our clinics in 2024 as well, expanding patient health journeys without more manpower and, of course, bringing in some more revenue. For SheSlay's listeners, snag up to $600 off Asana, and here's the bonus. It stacks on top of any Sunlightened discount that they also have going. Just go to get.sunlightened.com forward slash SheSlay's or hit the link below to request your pricing guide. And fellow chiropractors, practice what you preach, invest in your health. Now let's get back to today's episode. When I ask other chiropractors what three things they need in order to be a successful practice, they say a table, an EHR, and an insight scanning system. I know for me, using scanning technologies was a game changer for my clinic. Once I started scanning, I had a clearer picture of a patient's health status and the ability to measure their progress over time. With the insight, I moved from just trying to treat symptoms to real care plans, and I could actually get patients to understand and sign on. CLA has made it easier than ever to get into scanning. They have affordable financing options and easy-to-use education tools that make scanning a no-brainer. So here's my theory. If you get an insight and then set aside seven minutes a day for seven days using CLA's online video training, you'll be communicating chiropractic with newfound confidence and certainty within a week. 
And a major bonus, you'll be able to amplify your social media presence by including neurological scan views and success stories that will attract a ton of patients and their families who are searching for the expert to manage their health and performance. If this sounds like something you'd like to know more about, go to insightcla.com forward slash she slays. You'll find lots of great information about scanning while reviewing the she slays preferred pricing deals. Yeah, I got you a deal. They'll also send you your free getting into scanning guide that includes a snapshot of CLA's training resources. 